This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3001, for Monday, the 3rd of February 2020. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for January 2020. And as part of the series HPR Community News, it is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 44 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is HPR volunteers Dave and Ken talk about shows released and comments posted in January 2020. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio Community News, this time for January 2020. Joining me tonight is... Hello, it's Dave Morris, as usual, bad penny and all that sort of stuff. And for those of you joining for the first time, HPR is a community podcast network where the shows are contributed by people not only very much like you, they are contributed by hosts exactly like you. And this is a rundown show where once a month we go back and have a look at all the shows that have been posted. And quite a lot of people, I think, are using that as a means to download, to to cherry pick the mix and match type thing for which shows they want to download in the coming month. And we've had, unfortunately, no new hosts this month, Dave. We have not. No, no. But there you go. It's the way it goes. That is... Yes. So, shall we start with um, the first show of the year? It was by Operator, and it was uh, Garage Door. And this one was about how to do maintenance and repair on a motorized garage door. Not having a car, um, this didn't really apply to me, but is I know enough people who do have garage doors to make it apply to them. Oddly enough, yeah. in uh, Ireland... At least back in the day, there weren't that many automatic gar- garage door openers. But uh, there are a few around these parts, uh, but mostly the door, the most popular door style is where it it hinges up rather than rolls. Um, it's sort of multi-panel that that, ro- that rolls up, or or you know, you know what I mean. So uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what type this was. I'd be fascinated to have had seen a picture because I like Pictures to know how these just, yeah, how these things handy. work. I always want to know. <laughs> and there were no comments on that one. The following day, uh, the the uh, John Culp was doing some bicycle freewheel freewheel maintenance, a show which I listened to as I was leaving Schiphol Airport, and. Dave commented. Is that you, Dave? It is not. No, it's a, it's a, it's a very such a rare name. You know, somebody it would be. impersonating you, Dave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shall I read it since it's please do. It's a name. Uh, Dave says, like the show, 
Just wanted to say how much I like the episodes by Mr. Culp. Yes. Yeah. As do we all, I think. The, yeah. I like, uh, you never know what he's going to come out with next, but it's always going to be enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I, I have had the experience he was describing, where the free wheel gets gummed up and uh, and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was very good. And a picture. Wow. Yes, John was good with the old picture. Um, the following day was the interview uh, Kevin and myself did on uh, with uh, Randall and Aaron over there on Foss Weekly 553. So we redistributed it here. And yep. the- I think that worked really well, actually. I think you you two did did a fantastic job. So yeah, yeah. it was great to have Kevin on. Um, there, I was just focused on HBR, but he was uh, more chilled out. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, he's he's chilled out sort of guy, I guess. <laughs> he is, and uh, he's also added. I uh, don't know if people know this. Kevin submits. Well, people know this. Kevin submits shows on a regular basis. Does series, but when he submits the shows, he basically does them all and then uploads the entire series uh, in one go. So uh, so we're a party a little bit to at least knowing what's coming up. And you can too, if you go to the upload uh, section of the HPR website, you'll be able to see what's coming down the line. So he's got some very interesting shows coming up uh, in the future feed. So um, we had the HPR community news for December and we failed again, Dave. Not, we didn't say anything controversial. No, no, we're losing our grip, I guess. It's uh, things going downhill to say something really, really unpleasant or rude or something, sing a song. Oh, maybe <laughs> people didn't want to say anything because of the um, the topic of harassment was Indeed, up. yes, yes, yes. That, so that. far, nobody has contacted me uh, about this, and I'm just wondering, should we um, email the previous hosts to ask them directly? Um, the last time I ever contacted them was, uh, I don't, a lot of people didn't appreciate the fact that I did contact hosts, um, but yeah. maybe this one would merit, um, uh, firing off a quick email. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether it's the sort of thing that we should ask the mailing list just for a, for an opinion. You know Absolutely. that that, that part yeah. of the community might might have some interesting things to to say, um, rather than us sort of making that decision out of the blue. Yep. Good. Thank you, Dave. Uh, and that there, folks, is exactly how we, Dave and I, deal with these sort of questions. Do if something comes up where it's clear, you know, there's spam on the website. Yeah, we delete it because there's no free speech involved there. It's just we've agreed. Our policies, in air quotes, on the HBR website is we have been programmed to know what to do in that situation. Whenever we hit something that uh, we don't really know what to do, I will ping Dave and or he will ping me and we'll have a look at what we've done in the past or what was it been on the mailing list before. But it, when in doubt, we shout basically over to the HBR mail list and let everybody have pitch in on the um, decision, including ourselves as HBR hosts, taking off the... Uh, the volunteer has and putting on our our hostess HBR members. Yeah, so that's how some, that's done. You can get some excellent feedback, I think, uh, yeah. from from that source. So it's a it's a great uh, great way of doing things. And it also um, yeah gives you a, a feeling for um, you know different aspects that I wouldn't consider myself. So you get different viewpoints. Sometimes you go, "What the hell?" And then I go to bed and I wake up in the following morning and go, 
you know that's actually a very valid point <laughs> so it's always yes. good to wait 24 hours before yes. applying to the mail that uh, wisdom of crowds thing is uh, it really does work yeah exactly anywho um yeah note to self send a um thingy out to the mail list so the following day the world of commodore 2019 episode 4 bare metal um commodore 64 emulation on a raspberry pi this was um another one by paul quirk um and he uh yeah this one this person had uh tried to get the apparently when you um i'll just give you a summary when you do the emulation it's very slow normally uh to boot up and you don't get the real commodore 64 experience so uh this guy randy went back and you know programmed a bare metal emulation using linux but stripping it down to the bare metal it was fascinating to listen to yeah yeah it's it's amazing amazing what what people do isn't it yeah 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 it's uh yes i i was in awe i have to say absolutely uh no comments on that one people are quiet this month but no doubt in the year four we will get comments on that one and the following day, Jezra just waltzes along and does a show that I've been planning for the last four years that doesn't tell me about it. <laughs> this, folks, is what happens when you procrastinate. Somebody will do the show. So best thing that you can possibly do is stop procrastinating and send in the show. <laughs> so thanks very much, Jezra, for that. Um, a lot more concise than my waffling would have been. Well, yeah. Jason does get to the point very quickly, and he's got got some really pithy things to say. You know, there's some some really good good stuff there. Um, I've just been discussing lineage lineage OS with my son, who's installed it on his phone, and I was I've got um, an older uh, Cyanogen derivative, but lineage is the obvious way to go. So listening yeah, to this was uh, was it's just a case of finding a time where you can do the stuff you need to do to your phone without uh, you know having a need for the for the phone as a phone and all that yeah. stuff but uh, i will i will get it i will get to it soon i have um yeah i've been thinking about doing this episode but it's more about um yeah maybe when i'll do it um every time i i go to do it i think is there going to be use in it? Because every time I go back, I've done the... So so I go through a space where I need to install lineage uh, updates on people's phones around here because i got, uh, you know, I have six phones here in the house um, that run lineage uh, for the kids. And then I have an old phone that I keep that's got Google services on it. So I download the APKs there. And basically that turns on. I do updates and then I copy the APKs for anything that they need for schoolwork onto uh onto the other phones not one two but every time i go through it like i have this text file that i'm updating with show notes and it changes every single time i cannot get consistency in it to do the show so i'd hate to like start doing the show and then people using it as a how-to so really it wouldn't be a how-to show it'd be more a um this is the state of the art at this particular point in time. Yes. Which I think is not going to be a whole lot of use in six months' time because things will have changed again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a rapidly moving thing, isn't it? Yeah, but maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a show of yeah. I should just do a warning show. Okay, this is what's going to happen if if you open this can of worms. <laughs> anyway, yeah, move on. It's, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I could I could witter on about this, but I'll, I'll 
Yeah, no, which were away. No, no, just really to say, uh, I only discovered Termux within the past six months or so, and uh, it's the most wonderful thing ever. So I was really glad that uh, Jezra was uh, was extolling its virtues there. Yeah, fantastic. And JWP is now a redhead shill, red hat shill for uh, for HP, which is great. Congrats to him. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy actually. And uh, was going through Red Hat Eight on a low end laptop. Yeah, cool. Never, never occurred to me that one would, would do that. <laughs> well, it costs money though, doesn't it? It's the yeah. The, the but it's supported by Red Hat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we ran Red Hat Enterprise Linux at work, um, but that was a still do I think quite quite a lot of the time uh, at my old work. But uh, yeah, so. We, Used used it a lot, but um, not on any desktop or laptop machines in those days. So, though we did used to use Red Hat before it became Enterprise Linux on everything. But uh, those that those that are into Linux. Okay. Um. And the next day, we had a uh, Firefox updates with some uh, recent uh, useful add-ons. And this is by a hooker. So they um he had the uh talking about the sharing uh between different accounts and also about Facebook containers. That container is actually quite a good thing. I use that quite a lot. If you hit the plus button and keep it pressed, then you can have your own firewalled tab for various different things. So if I'm going well, to Amazon I open my own tab for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I I I did Put the Amazon. I use Firefox for Amazon, and I've got it um, in a in a container. But the tabs there permanently. It's a pin tab, so it's constantly in that yeah. in that container. So uh, I I hadn't really explored containers other than that. But uh, well, certainly not Facebook. I don't have anything to do with that. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's very cool that that uh, you can protect yourself from these these horrible uh, organizations. It's a bit better these days. Pity that you have to, but there you go. Oh, it's surveillance capitalism is the thing, isn't it? This is this is what we need to kill. We need to kill the <laughs> the whole the whole business of capitalism coming into our houses and uh, no. into our heads and into our bodies probably in the future. And, views uh, of Dave do not necessarily reflect the views <laughs> of HBR as a whole. Oh damn! I've been watching the wrong YouTube videos. No, <laughs> I know because I have your browser history already. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Mm. An operator had a quick update about the only key, which is uh, which was interesting. Actually, I'd, I'd not heard of it before. It was to a thing to store your your store and use your passwords. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a physical hardware device that you can um, that you can keep your password secure on it. Yeah, it was quite good, wasn't it? He kept saying YubiKey, and I wasn't sure whether he was talking about YubiKey or OnlyKey. But, uh, um, yeah, I think there's, there's quite a lot of similarity between the two, from what I mm -hmm. understood. But I've not really delved into the, the details yet. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like a good thing to, to have one or the other. Is our commenting system working good? <laughs> because nobody's commenting on anything. <laughs> well, I've certainly approved a number of comments, but... Uh, it's not been a lot. So the next show was a presentation about new games uh, coming to Commodore, uh, Commodore again from Paul Quirk, and there were no comments on that one, which was interesting to 
to see that new games are being developed still for Commodore 64. It's amazing, actually. Yes, yes. Who, who would have thought it? How many other machines of that era are getting that, that amount of work done? It's uh, quite, I find it really, really mm. interesting. Yeah. But it'd be like seeing stuff at the BBC again or something. It'd be, it'd be cool. Yep. Oh, and by um, the way, we've, we've got seven comments in total for this, this month. Okay. Cool. So I was just, just away looking. So, yeah, you were going yeah. panicking there, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. I... <laughs> That's right. So the following day, we had a tale of two hackers. This is uh, by Sigflub. And there are some comments on this one. Uh, do you want to do the first, please? Claudio M says, welcome back. So good to have you back on HPR. Pretty neat story. Do you have more like that? I'm sure others would be interested in hearing stories like that. Again, welcome back. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I felt I needed to comment uh, to offer my condolences on behalf of everybody at HPR. Um, Alison, who we who she um, who she interviewed in episode two five nine two, took her own life, I think, and uh, has passed away. That was very sad news to hear. And uh, yeah, our thoughts go out. It to was. Absolutely. To Sigflub. And if anybody is, you know, in that sort of a zone, um, yeah, there are friends here in HBR that uh, uh, we'd like a chat with you before you decide to take that sort of drastic option. Indeed. So. Yes. Quite a bombshell um, yeah. to hear that. Anyway, um, well, moving on. Um, New Year Show Episode 1. Kevin was in a panic to get these uploaded. And uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, as as with HBR, if you volunteer to do it, then it gets done. So uh, this was the first show where uh, it was actually quite relaxed. And weirdly enough, my kids were sitting outside listening to this live stream for hours. I found it immensely bizarre, but apparently... <laughs> For half an hour, one of them was listening to it. And she says, yeah, it was great. You could tune out. It was like white noise. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's, yeah, so ASMR type things. Yes, yes. People wittering. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, uh, however, the Magic Mirror 2 thing was absolutely awesome. I've set, I've set that up here on uh, one of the PCs without the Magic Mirror part because I can't get the glass. It's very expensive, no, though, no. the single-sided glass, but having a... Um, I think having it's a, not a plastic version that you can... I I did not use a mirror. Mine's not a mirror. It's uh, it's using the software, but not the not the yeah. mirror, just uh, just on a monitor, sitting here telling me the news headlines as I, as I speak. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a really great thing. I didn't realize it had been around for so long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, cool. And it gives you, you know, serious access to online APIs and stuff, and you know, you're kind of hacking on those, and that's interesting and useful, and and a very useful um, sort of life skill to have in these uh, in these days where everything's a microservice. Yeah, yeah. No, it's got great potential, I think. So uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe an HBR show if just to bring people up to speed might be might be a good idea. I don't know. Several okay. years behind the behind the curve, but uh, still might be might be worth talking about a little bit. So we have two comments. One is by Bian, B-I-N, Silence, silence removal is not very kind to me. I must 
it made for good disjointed rambling though so yes yes i think he's uh, saying that um the silence uh, truncation attributes that, that were used to process the show were, were clipping some of the, the words a little bit i did notice it uh, yeah a touch and it's a it's really a difficult thing to to get right but um i have a show in the works where i'm actually gonna gonna explain what i did to, to try and improve my own uh, work in that area so it's uh, it's just waiting for the audio to be recorded. Um, the second comment was from some somebody completely different called Brian. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he said, "Oops, there's a crack in my screen right where my name was misspelled in that comment." At least I'm laughing this morning. <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> I'd have fixed it if he'd asked, but it's actually much more fun that he uh, came back with a comment to explain that he <laughs> mistyped his name. I can just see it now in uh, years to come when all these uh, children will be called Bean. <laughs> Where did the origin of that name Bean come from? That's a wonderful idea, yes. Although you want to be fairly desperate for names if you start picking them from the comment section of HBO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true enough. So uh, Daniel Pearson gave us a JDK 14 wrap-up session, which I thought was going to be immensely boring to start off with, let's be honest. But I found myself, uh, you know, at the last one going, oh, is the show over? So kudos to him for making what is going to be a dry subject very, very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, I had not realized, I don't know anything about, uh, about Java really, other than it exists. And it's, it it looks very verbose when you look at the code, but uh, yeah, it's got so much in it. It's, It's a hell of a powerful thing. I, uh, I think I said before, my son is learning Java as part of his computer science degree at the moment, and he's uh, he's actually enjoying it quite a lot. It, he, he his first reaction was, "Yeah, I don't want to do this," and now he's really enjoying it. So you know, I think it's a it's one of these barriers that you have to get past, and then you realise it's actually a lot more powerful than you than you perhaps thought. I'm uh, I use a lot of Java at work, and I'm, I'm actually surprised at how how much it's come on. Since I use, I mean, yeah. people are using a lot of libraries now, you know, so a lot less hairy. So the following day, we had Fix Your Fog Machine, or Save Your Fog Machine, which was, again, by operator, and he has fog machines for um, Halloween over there in the States, and uh, ended up, rather than buying a new one, ended up uh, getting two, and then using one of spares, two cheap ones, which is... Uh, so I commented on that, that Big Clive on YouTube channel I watch uh, has taken a load of these apart for fun and entertainment. And he works in the, um, he's basically an electrician that works in the AV industry and works uh, up there in Scotland on the, uh, on the Edinburgh Tattoo. And, Does indeed, uh, yes. When yeah. there's a lot of fog machines, although there's real fog as well, I would imagine. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. <laughs> But he, uh, he's taken a few of these apart and will give you rundowns on what to do and how to fix them. It's so cool. Because it, it's basically a giant vape machine, I think, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a thing yeah, that heats up a, a glycol, one of the, the glycols, I'm not sure which one, and uh, makes it, it vaporizes it and uh, spreads it all over the place. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is a giant vape machine, I, I do believe. <laughs> So the next day we had the World of Commodore 2019 Episode 6 Introduction to C64 OS. Yes, another one where 
somebody is building a, a complete from the ground up operating system for a Commodore 64. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very impressive but what people are. I, I never quite understood the enthusiasm for the Commodore. Um, I guess it was pretty popular in the in the UK, but but the BBC Micro, I think, grabbed a lot of its its uh, business. I, I, that was my impression, anyway, because it uh, it was homegrown and and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's extraordinarily popular machine. Yep. So the following day, we had a New Year show number two, and uh, Tony and Paul Poppy were on these ones. Uh, and a lot of the a lot of the um, guys from the US podcast as well. It's pretty cool. And the following day we had wrestling as you like it. So a podcast by the dude on a podcast on why he likes wrestling and how it works to join fans. And this is kind of cool. Is is uh, the good guy and the bad guy? Or I don't think those are the terms he used. It's also interesting that he's studying to be a uh, sports journalist. Yeah, I hadn't appreciated that until he until he mentioned it in this this episode. It's, that's uh, adds a, a different dimension to, to everything. It's very cool. Yeah, I like what he's doing here. It's a, it's it's quite quite an interesting insight to all of this stuff. And I also caught him saying that British wrestling is making a bit of a comeback these days, which is uh, which I was not aware of. So that that's quite interesting too. And you mentioned female wrestling as well. He did, yes, yes, indeed. Drawing more uh, more uh, viewers than uh, regular wrestling. Very impressive. So, the following day we had Activity Pub Conference, where uh, this was an interesting summary by uh, Ahuka, who wasn't there in person, but uh, viewed the videos and basically gave a rundown on, on some of the stuff that was going on there, which was uh, nice and interesting. I like his summaries uh, from... from shows like this yes and uh, lots of good links as well i started looking at uh, actually the videos on archive.org so i started looking there didn't have time to to watch much but a quick look at some of the information about the, the protocol itself it is uh, it was good so there's, there's lots more to research if you're interested in this and i'd quite like to know a bit more about activity pub so then we had Episode uh, 2996, Spider Oak update. That, that's correct, isn't it? It is, yep. Uh, from Operator. And some he basically runs through an update to uh, my cloud backup solution and some fixes that he has. And he's got a link in there to the command line reference for, um, for the Spider Oak script. Yeah, it, it's an interesting insight into into how he uses this. I've never never gone too far down this road. Um but it sounds like a pretty good choice to make for a a backup system for yeah uh, if you've got a lot of stuff. Yep. I have a show in the works about that as well. Need to record it. <laughs> Just promised I owe myself a show. I hate that. So the following day we have uh another one from the Commodore uh Commodore World of Commodore 2019 episode 7 and this was video playback and the pain involved in doing it on a Commodore and how you can uh, and a much better solution that they came up with in the end. Yeah it's really uh, really surprising that uh, a machine of this this vintage 
with a 6502 in it um, can can do this type of thing. It's amazing, isn't it? What you can squeeze out of the machine really were, were wasted for, uh, for processing power, to be honest. So the following day we had uh, episode three of the New Year's show and discussion about ZDF, uh, ZFS and loads of links in there. Um, Kevin did a really good job on doing the show notes on this this year, which I always think is the most difficult part to do. So hats off to him. Yes, indeed. He, uh, he sent in some uh, some really good good notes this, this year. I think I put them through Markdown to get the link, proper links and stuff like that. But uh, no, the, the, the content was all there. It was really good. And there was a lot of uh, people from other shows turned up and from the Linux Tech Show, Claudio M and Destination Linux Guy, uh, Ubuntu UK podcast people. So cool. Have a listen to that when you get a minute. Yeah, so the yeah. following day we had SQRL, which I thought was going to be a SQL read something or other, but it turns out to be a project uh, by uh, GRC, which is um, from, he's on the Twit network. Steve Gibson. Steve Gibson, yeah. Yes, so squirrel. Squirrel, it's yeah. uh, it's pronounced, which, is, which I like. <laughs> and the logo is a squirrel too, which is quite cool. Interesting approach. Very interesting approach. Well, I remember I used to listen to, um, to that particular show, though I haven't done so uh, recently, probably a year or two, stopped watch, uh, listening. But um, I remember Steve talking about this idea and... Uh, it looked like it was going to be a massive undertaking. And mm. I think it has been. It's been five years or something. He's been working on his end of things. But he seems to have an in, a really impressive team around him to uh, to develop stuff. And and Daniel is is, one, is a member of the team, I thought. Yeah, I thought exactly. That was very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. I'd like to uh, I'd like to hear a hookah's view of this, actually. <laughs> what, uh, what the word from our own security guru would be yeah 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 yes the, i had a i opened up the documentation that's linked here just to start having a having a look to see if i can understand it but i've just not had the time to uh to dig into it yet but uh, i think it does look really impressive actually there's some so, and the quality of the documentation i mean so uh, hopefully that will help to clarify things it's, it could well be the way to go for the for the future it's interesting what the Wikipedia is saying about it. The method is taught to be impervious to brute force attacks or data breaches. Those are fighting words. I'd like to see uh, well, anything security-wise. I'd like to because uh, it's it's attacking or it is improves on protocols such as OAuth and OpenID. And I really would like to see some um, peer review of this before uh, I would trust it. Not to say that, yeah, it's just uh, I know a lot more eyes are on OAuth and OpenID than uh, than they have been on this because it hasn't been on my radar. But mm-hmm. yeah. that said, yeah. I would uh, think it would be uh, a nice nice uh, addition. If it does what it says it does, then it's it's very cool. It would be nice to have a like overview on the the like a diagram of what's what. Sequence diagram of how it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It um, uh, Daniel did a little bit of, an, of a verbal overview, but it uh, 
it sort of went straight over my head, <laughs> which is what made me want, want to go and have a look at the documentation, see if I could understand his his explanation. But uh, yeah, cool. So finally, this month was episode 3000, and I was at a complete loss as to what to do. And Paul Kirk stepped up to the plate with his 10th anniversary show and suggested that we uh, do a feature some Frederick Chopin's music as done by the Kickstarter project organized by the News Open project, newsopen.org. And I thought, when I heard this, I thought, yes, that is absolutely fitting for HPR and a very, very excellent episode 3000. Yeah. What a, it's really quite a, a different episode. I, I know um, John Culp did, did some stuff about the uh, uh, the other project, which was about um, uh, piano music that was being made by made, yeah. uh, um, CC. And I've, I've lost, I've, I've forgotten lost the name. Well. I've forgotten the name. <laughs> I thought it would pop straight into my head when I started talking, but it didn't. But um, yeah, but it, it's, this one sounds amazing. It's a lot, I think it's, been going on for a while uh 2014 was the the goal for completion and i think it it has has a lot of a lot of work i don't show sure whether it's been com- completed exactly but it's certainly got a lot of a lot of backing um and there's a lot of information a lot of music available and so on um it's, if you don't look at the website i don't think we explained what uh what they want to do is they, even though Frederick Chopin's music is out of copyright, um, if an orchestra does it, then they have the copyright of that performance. So therefore, it's copyright. So what they wanted to do was take these open, take these public domain works, and have them recorded by um, by musicians who are you know paid or volunteer their services, and then that performance gets released under a Creative Commons license and uh, CC by SA actually. And as a result, you never have to pay for it again. And you can put that music into your videos or into your movie or whatever because it's there for the use of it. So, brilliant idea. And, you know, let's do the entire backlog and get music in, get public domain music because then, yep, people would have the idea, start questioning the whole thing about copyright. Well, absolutely, yes. I'm just looking up Kimiko Ishizaki. Ishizaka That's the one. Thank you. Was the was the uh, person who's doing a Kickstarter for um, the Open Goldberg Variations was what uh, she was doing, which was yes. amazing. But yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 a very very laudable thing, and uh, yeah, and I, I I'm. Uh, surprised that the, the whole concept had passed me by. So thanks to Paul for for uh, alerting alerting us to it. Better late than never. So um, that was that was the shows for January, and we had one additional comment. Dave, do you want to do that, or shall I? We had a we had a yeah we had one one additional comment. One comment on a previous show. I'll I'll happily do it. It came from Pokey, and it was to show number 95, which was entitled... <laughs> See, Secure... he has a backlog in this queue, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think he certainly does. <laughs> Security Wow was the name of the show, and it was by Rowan Golfer, who uh, uh, 
many people will will not be aware of, but uh, he's been uh, been quite a prolific uh, contributor to HBR in the in days long gone. I think I met him once at Old Camp. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he maybe that was not a year you were there. He came to the HBR table to, to say hello, and uh, yeah, interesting fella. Lives in Scotland and I think somewhere like Dundee or can't remember exactly where. Yeah, the but, uh, Open Mora project as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not been developed. I think is available. Ah, I didn't know that. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. I heard that somewhere. I remember a discussion about it, and uh, um, it sounded amazing. But yeah, I hadn't heard what had happened to it. Anyway, Pokey says a long overdue thank you. Thank you for this episode, he says. Thank your take on podcast sponsorships and the way this episode made me laugh has been the inspiration for many of my own recordings for HBR, Dev Random, and now the You Random podcast. It's been more than 10 years, and I still remember HBR 95 fondly, if not clearly. The commercial spoofs, which are very popular with my co-hosts and possibly even with our listener, and I do from time to time on the Random Podcast Info, uh, are all just shameless an attempt. Plug, shameless plug. <laughs> it's doing well here. Just an attempt to share the cynical amusement I felt when I heard "security wow!" exclamation mark. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I, must, I really I, enjoy I, when he does uh, the random podcast. They take off a. Uh, they'll do an ad sponsorship in between. For a while, you think, "Is this real?" And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, then it's really, no. really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't listen to you, random. I re- really must. Oh, you must. Yes, there are only yes. five of us over there, so you know he needs the the need every lesson. It's another sort of you know pull up a co- pull up a chair and sit down and have a beer type podcast, but it's uh, it's very funny. Just people cool. chatting, basically. Also, yeah, they yeah. still owe me the shows. You owe me. Where is the book club thingies? Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. Yes, they have like it's episodes. There, it's not as if they're procrastinating about them. They've got the episodes recorded. They just need to send them in. Give them to some of us. I think it might be one of the hard disks is in the freezer or something where they're trying to get <laughs> recording back. Yeah, Anywho, yeah. moving on. That was it for comments. Mailing list discussions basically centered centered around uh, we're going to FOSTEM and uh, after the new year, I started panicking. We only have a month left. Uh, desperate for people to send in um, uh, uh, some artwork. And loads of the lads sent in, uh, loads of people sent in uh, fantastic submissions for the banner. And the banner is now printed uh, right there, sitting in the corner. And I also took the uh, the logo and got what two and a half thousand stickers done. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, because the first time, Dave, you were saying, "Oh, print out five hundred thingies." I'm not sure. Anything less than a few thousand, and yeah. So I registered a domain for what is it called? FreeCulturePodcast.org. Mm-hmm. Much to silence from my wife. <laughs> and then, oh, and I just need to buy a banner longer amount of silence and i'm getting some stickers even longer amount of silence <laughs> so uh yes it'll be fine it'll be fine 
She's very. I, I owe you. I owe you some money. I think. Can I tell? No, nah, I mean this is my. <laughs> this is. It, it, this is just a good idea to do. It's. Um, oh, it's it's a yeah. It's very know, good. Thing. We're not. We're going to foster them, and if we're going as HBR, then just promoting HBR. Anyway, we, that's not all we do when we when we go to Odd Camp. We have the HBR table there, but you know, you're as much promoting other podcasts as anything else. So having going as HPR who are a member of the, you know, uh, free culture podcasts group, then yeah, that's better because you can, you know, what's your interest? Oh, I'm not interested in sitting listening to tech podcasts. Here's a list. Even when I was sitting down today at dinner, I've shown the the family the uh, the booklet that I'm doing. Thanks very much for your help with all of that, by the way. Hi, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks to everybody else who's uh, just general thanks to everybody uh, who um, has helped me with not only the website but with the banners and with the logos and all sorts of stuff like that um uh so really awesome roan and uh oh who else has submitted stuff i can't i can't go through everybody because there's been loads of people who submitted uh banners and or submitted artwork stuff to get me out of a pickle so it's really cool you know you go this is this last week we were on a rant about you know ooh. But this is more the HBR sort of community that I am familiar with. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing thing. It's a, it's, it's astonishing <laughs> that you ask a, ask a question or ask for some help, and and people are there and uh, with brilliant uh, skills and uh, and suggestions and so on to to help out. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, just maybe to explain to people who don't know, we're going to Fostown. Let's say. FOSTEM is a the largest free open source conference in Europe, probably one of the big ones in the world anyway, and it's absolutely massive. Dave and I have been there years before, and JWP and other HPR listeners, and this year we've applied for a table, and this year we got a table um, uh, to promote free culture podcasts on the Sunday over at the where the Debian people hang out and the, and the Python people, so around there so that'll be interesting yeah, Looking forward yeah. To it. we've got a good good position really haven't we um yeah. i thought we'd be up the back of one of the the, the less frequented areas <laughs> so, yeah. we're actually quite quite uh, well placed i think so yeah it's, so that's, that's really good over there. Mm-hmm. but then again it's always busy at Fostem, so you know that is just a completely different mind you know mind-blowing sort of sort of an event when you go um so um so i've got the hotels booked got the train um got the banner got the stickers uh i don't have the print offs done yet but uh we'll still do those and then uh, we'll see how we go who else is coming cleby and uh um the marshal who goes by yep. tim timmy is tim he's dry he's driving over as he does <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, yes, and uh, it's it's no distance at all from where he is because he's right on the south coast of UK. Um, and uh, Andrew McNallow is coming as along as well. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure who else. I've not heard of anybody else. JWP uh, you mentioned already. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but uh, so um, Nightwise will be there. Oh, good. That's that's good. Yeah, he's yeah. offered to come and help us for. Uh, oh, that's for that's really good. Oh, great! I, I say, he asked when should I come. I says when uh, around lunchtime, so we can go and get a sandwich. So that's uh, actually practical. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope I, it's been a few years since we were last at Fosdam, and the arrangement was that there were there were sort of uh, food wagons down the central yeah. part of the university and more along the road outside the university. But now the numbers up that was about five thousand delegates in that, those days. Now it's up to between eight and ten. So <laughs> I don't know what the queue is going to be like for no, those I sandwiches. Think <laughs> I think they just changed the way they counted the numbers that it was always higher but they oh, are oh. now counting them differently so yeah but anyway, anyway you, you you it's it's going to be a lot of fun i think looking forward don't to think it. i missed anything else it's mostly that there's a typo and that's about it so stuff that's coming up Foster. that's about it there how are the tags going dave right on the wrong tab um yeah we had some contributions from Windigo this this past month, which which thank you very much. I've mentioned his name in the, uh, the summary here, and um, so we got we managed to add nine tags and summaries to nine shows, which is which is gradually moving the moving forward, moving the line forward. So all very to good. the good. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay, I think that's it. I'm going to go and uh, add ink to my continuous ink supply system printer, which is over here. Uh, already did a show on that. And uh, you can indeed tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Radio. <laughs> You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.